0: We are asked over and over again, how do you find the right phone numbers for the properties you're trying to buy? It is pretty simple. You skip trace the owner and property address. What does that mean? What does skip trace mean? It means you go and find the contact information of the owner of a property, but you don't want to do that one time. Real estate is a numbers game and a people business. You need to work a lot of leads to find motivated sellers. We use an awesome SkipTrace service that you can upload a giant list of names and addresses all at once, and a few minutes later, you have a ton of phone numbers for prospecting. Visit www.dpipodcast.com forward slash SkipTrace. Welcome back to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. Our mission is to share what we have learned from our experience and the experience of others to help you make more money investing like a pro. We want to teach you how to create wealth by investing in real estate, the discount property investor way to jumpstart your real estate investing career, visit free the most complete free course on wholesaling real estate ever. Thanks for tuning in.
1: Welcome David to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Do you want to take a second and introduce yourself to our audience?
2: Sure. Thank you so much for having me today, guys. So my name is David Dodge. I am a real estate investor and real estate coach. I'm 35 years old. I was born and raised in St. Louis, Missouri, and that's where I live today. Uh, great real estate market, not, not necessarily my favorite city by any means. Damn, don't rush and, and get on a plane to come here. Um, <laughs> but um, all things considered, it's, it's a great place to live. Uh, friendly people, Midwest vibe, right in the middle of Midwest here. And we have a really good uh, market in St. Louis for buying rental properties, doing wholesale deals and flips. And um, that's what I do. Wholesale deals, rentals and flips. Uh, been investing for 15 years. Uh, the first 10 years was really passive, it's buying like a house a year. Uh, didn't know about motivated sellers. Is this a real estate specific show or no? We were going to jump into real
3: estate, entrepreneurship, sales. So whatever. All you above.
2: Got. Okay, cool. Yeah, so so the first 10 years, I didn't know much about you know motivated sellers, right? Yeah. So I was basically buying houses retail paying full price for them off the MLS via an agent, uh, going and getting a loan from a bank for, you know, typically 80% of the appraisal and putting down 20%. So I was, you know, either saving money and parking it in these rentals, um, in the beginning, um, or I was borrowing money to to put down as my 20% and then paying that back. Right. So the first 10 years I started when I was 20 in college and I did, uh, a simple strategy referred to as house hacking. Okay, I bought a house, uh, rented out the other bedrooms. I got a four-bedroom for my first one. Rented out three of those rooms, lived for free. Nice, um, you know, put down twenty percent, paid that back over you know course of a couple of years. So, uh, just to kind of speed through that. I the first ten years, I didn't know much about investing other than the fact that I was doing it right. Yeah. Uh, five six years ago, I went full time. And I learned about motivated sellers. Like, what? what? There's like people out there that are like motivated to sell their house at like, like 60, 70, 80 cents on a dollar. Get out of town. And since then, I've done like 450 transactions in the last, you know, five, six years. Probably closer to 500, to be honest. Um, and wholesaling is my favorite thing ever. It's uh, marketing to motivated sellers. Um, and getting those properties under contract and the most simplest way to describe it and then selling the contract, yeah. right? Not mm-hmm. even selling the property, selling the contract. Um, so I love it. Now I do want to preference, I think this is the right word. Uh, wholesaling is awesome, but it is a job. Yeah. Okay, so it, it causes, uh, not causes, it, it is uh, very time consuming mm-hmm. um, but it's very profitable right so just want to you know preference like to me uh wholesaling is a means to an end Hmm. um it's just generating leads and selling the the deals that i don't want to personally buy right so we kind of live by a model here in my office a motto model however you want to say it keep the best sell the rest right so depending on what's coming in and best doesn't necessarily mean high profits you know, it could mean, okay, okay. it could mean uh, high equity, right. Or, you know, when I say best, I keep the best, sell the rest. Really what I mean is, you know, we have goals. Everybody should have goals in their business and we do too.
1: And yeah. we have a plan
2: and depending on the day and the time and the, of the week, you know, the, 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 the plan may uh, change to meet those goals. Right. So if, a, if we have three or four properties in the queue to be rehabbed, um, you know, the best thing that we could, that, that could come in, maybe not, maybe won't be a rental, right? It may be a different type of deal. So keep the best, sell the rest um, is really like somebody asked, and the reason I'm even diving into this is somebody asked me earlier today, how do you define that? Like, you know, because some deals you could wholesale and get paid in a week or two and make 10, or you mm-hmm. could fix and flip those and make 30. Well, how many do I have in my fix and flip queue? Do I have zero? Well, I need to get a couple in there, right? So that would be the best in today's terms. However, if today's terms were, I have six of them and only three of them are even being worked on, three of them are sitting, then it doesn't make sense to meet my goals by having a plan of putting another one in that queue, right? So keep yeah. the best, sell the rest. It, it depends on your own business, but I think everyone should should try to have that same kind of, kind of mindset,
3: right? Yeah. So. I, Yeah, I think that mindset's really important. I think it can be applicable to any business, really. I mean, obviously, for real estate, like you mentioned, those things are going to be different for each business. They're going to be different from, you know, month to month, year to year. It's going to change and you've got to be, you're responsible for keeping track of that. Um, I appreciate you diving. I was excited to talk to you because I know how passionate you are about what you do. I'm very
2: passionate about it. Yes, sir.
3: You just dove right in, which is awesome. I mean, you're teaching us about wholesaling already, which is awesome. But um, so what was life like prior to getting into real estate? I know I did a little bit of digging and it looks like it was something you were always interested in, but you know, when you were growing up as a kid, was it something that your parents did? Was it something that you always studied and got into or what did that look like?
2: Great question. So typically um, if I'm looking back on this, I, I always liked real estate because I knew I wanted to be in real estate when I was really young. And I didn't know how or what that looked like until five years ago. So I was basically like 30 years old. And I, and I you know, had, bu- had bought rentals. I had about 10 of them when I went full time. So I didn't go in like completely green, I guess would be the good term there. Right. So, but I just, I, I kind of looked at the market and looked at the people that I knew in real estate and I didn't know that many agents that were like just crushing it and like had wealth. They may have made a lot of money. But like not many of them, and I'm not saying that there's not any out there. I know several, but most were like working real hard and like they weren't doing that great. However, a lot of the real estate investors that I knew that had been in the game for like, you know, 10, 20 plus years were wealthy and like didn't worry that much and didn't work that hard and they live a really awesome lifestyle. And I I knew from the get go, this is a game of patience, right? Like this is not a get rich quick game. Maybe, maybe not uh, on the wholesaling of the fix and flip side, but like on the, on the landlording side. However, I'm terrible at saving money. So why (laughs) not auto, why not put it on autopilot, right? Why not buy a property and let somebody else pay it down? So like every, I don't have my piggy bank here because I'm not my office today, but I have a piggy bank oh. on my desk at home. And I look at every rental property like a piggy bank, guys. I mean, nice. literally, it's a piggy bank. And when I buy it, it only has a couple hundred bucks in it. You know, unless I, I rehab it and I refinance it and I use the birth strategy, which is a whole different top, topic of conversation. Yeah. You know, we typically try to get 20 grand at minimum in those. But otherwise, we have $0 in that piggy bank. But mm-hmm. every month, somebody else is putting money in that piggy bank for me, right? right. And over the course of 15 or 20 years, uh, that piggy bank will grow to the size of an SUV. Mm-hmm. And it'll be filled with $100 bills, literally. Okay. Yeah. I mean, literally, right? Like, you know, property that's worth one hundred and fifty grand. I mean, that's a big piggy bank, right? That's somebody else... Filled up for you. So if you have the patience, rental property is where it's at. That's really where my passion is. Yeah. Um, but we got to take a step back. You know, how do you buy rental property if you don't have money? Well, mm-hmm. you learn how to buy it at a discount, and you flip a couple of them. You wholesale them, and you save up money, and you get a loan, and you buy it. That's one of the coolest things about real estate is you can use leverage. You can't do that, you know, really with stocks or bonds right you can't take five dollars and go buy thirty dollars worth of something but in real estate you can Hmm. so you know that's that's just it's super appealing to me but wholesaling is where i think everybody should start and learn because all the other things that you can do in real estate you know are irrelevant Hmm. if you don't have a deal interesting you know so I i think it's really foolish of people to like try to go learn all these crazy strategies you know without like having a deal lined up, right? Like, yeah, it's good to educate. I'm all about that. I mean, I spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on education and masterminds and courses and coaching and all that. And it's all great. Right. Yeah. But at the end of the day, this is a lead gen business. Like you've got yeah. to figure out where that motivation is and, and those sellers and get in front of them and offer them uh, a, a level of convenience that's above and beyond where they're going to find elsewhere. And in exchange or in, in return for you offering them a high level of convenience, you demand, you do not ask, you demand that you get a discount on that property. And that's nice. it. That's all there is to it.
0: I love so, that.
2: Wholesaling is a, is a great thing. Um, it's a means to an end for me to just buy rentals and flips, keep the best, sell the rest. Um, it, but it's very lucrative too. Yeah. I love it. And um, I, I try to teach people, you know, start there, or at least learn a little bit about it. If you don't want to be wholesaling, that's fine. But at least understand the concept of it and the principles. Uh, but if you are interested in getting into real estate, it's the it's 100% the best place to start because you can start flipping houses, aka contracts, make 5, 10, 30, 50. I mean, not bloating or bragging, but, you know, we've done deals 60, 80, 90, yeah. and 100K. Um, just off the top of my head. Right. So, I mean, we've done big, big deals too. Um, but the coolest thing about it is wholesaling specifically is that you don't need money to buy the house. So you can leverage 100% of it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying?
3: So talk Um, about that for a second for people out there. I've done a little digging in the past on wholesaling. So I'm familiar with at least the concept of it. I've never done a deal or anything like that, but for someone who's completely unfamiliar with the leveraging portion of that What does that look like when you say leveraging 100% of it? What does that look like to the layman?
2: Okay, so that's a great question. So let let me put on my teacher hat for a second. Spin this puppy around. (laughs) So if we're going to just run through a simple example, I think it'd be the easiest way to explain what wholesaling real estate is. And I think a lot of people that don't know this, their minds are going to be blown and it's my mind was blown. So yeah, Let's say that uh, Caitlin has a house that she needs to sell. Keyword need, not want, needs right. to sell. It doesn't matter what the reason is. Now let's talk about those just for a second. You know, there could be a lot of reasons why she need to sell a house. She's moving sure. for work. She, um, you know, children may be coming in or out of her life and she may need to upgrade or upsize or downsize. Uh, could be death or divorce, not necessarily her, but somebody near her. I mean, there's lots of reasons why somebody would need sure. to sell, right? So uh, we go to work and we do marketing and we try to locate these people that need to sell. So in this scenario, Caitlin was that person. She needed to sell and I come along and I say, hey, I'm an investor I don't pay retail. I start with that every time, guys. I <laughs> think that that would be shooting myself in the foot, but it's not. It, it adds a level of transparency that will help you a hundred times down the road. So just start with that. I'm an investor. I don't pay retail. However, I'm a cash buyer and I have a lot of cash buyer partners. So if we can come to an agreement on me buying your house and you can and you can give me a discount, but in exchange for that discount, I'm going to offer you a super high level of convenience, and this is what that looks like. Three things, guys, so, so simple. One, I'm gonna pay cash, doesn't have to be your cash, right? A loan, yeah. essentially, when it when it clears the bank, is cash to them, so you're just gonna buy it. But you say, I'm gonna pay cash, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Next is, I'm gonna buy it as is. So you, uh-huh. Caitlin, don't need to paint, you don't need to clean, you don't need to mulch your landscape, you don't even need to remove all that sh- stuff <laughs> in the basement and all those crates that is your great-aunts because you yes. inherited this property, right? You can leave it. So that's number two, as is. And then number three, we're gonna do it relatively quick. So cash, as is and quick, that's, that's it. And when I say quick, like two to three weeks, maybe four weeks, but typically that's super quick for real estate when most transactions take two to five months, right? We're gonna do this in two to five weeks, right? Um, and that's it. So, you, me and you, we, we say, hey, this is great. You know, you, you just want to sell. You need to sell. You're willing to give me a deal on it and, and you know, let me have a little bit um, of a spread. But in exchange, I'm going to make this really, really easy for you. Nice. So, that's how it starts. That's, that's how it all starts. Every single transaction that I've ever done started just like that. Now, I've done a lot of different things and different strategies to get that. Mm -hmm. Find Caitlin, find that motivated seller, but that's how all of it looks all the time. Right? So then this is how, this is what wholesaling, this is the definition of wholesaling right here. So I then say, Caitlin, I'll offer you, and this number is arbitrary and doesn't matter, but I'm going to offer you 85,000 for this property. And you say, shit, I thought you were going to offer me 75. I'll take it. Right? (laughs) But the property fixed up is worth 150 and it only needs 20 or 30 grand worth of work. But you don't care because you don't want it anyway, right? So, I send you a contract. You sign it. I sign it. And I have a contract to purchase Caitlin's property for $85,000. I then take that contract and I send a text message, an email to all of my partners and cash buyers. And I say, I got this great deal. You can buy it for 95 grand. And somebody sends me a or calls me up or sends me an email or a text or whatever and says, David, I've been looking for a house in that neighborhood and I'll pay you 95 grand for it. And I say, great, send me a check for $10,000 and I will give you a contract. And then you can then go spend that 85,000 and buy Caitlin's house. That is what wholesaling is. Okay.
1: Wow. That's like light bulb <laughs> moment.
2: Yeah.
1: I didn't even know that was a thing. That's crazy. That is
2: a thing. And we do <laughs> that and we make 60, 80, a hundred thousand dollars sometimes, not always, yeah. sometimes selling somebody a contract that they pay us for, but then they, they are then obligated to go pay somebody else too. Yeah. So no, we're just so a middleman. We are, we are providing in the most simplest form and I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, no, you're but fine. in the most simplest form we provide liquidity to the real estate market that's it That's all we do i mean that's the most simplest form now we do that several ways and we're always solving problems and we're offering convenience in exchange for a discount but at the end of the day all we are really doing is just providing liquidity we're giving them a higher level of convenience
1: so to do that do you have to have a certain license do you have nope. a real estate license nope. anything you Nope. Oh, wow. I never <laughs> knew that. That's so crazy. <laughs> yeah.
2: Nope, I'm not a licensed agent. I don't okay. have a license. Wow. And I've bought and sold 500 houses. That's don't crazy. have a license. You don't need it, right? So, I mean, does will it help? Yeah, probably. Get you access to the MLS if you don't already have it or can't get it through a friend or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and just having that tool in your belt is helpful if you do yeah, come yeah. across a, a lead and they don't like your $85,000 offer. They need 100 and you say, well, shit, somebody might pay 100 for it. I'll list it for you make a commission i mean there's lots of reasons that it's good to have um i just don't want to be bogged down in that side of the business so i just decided hey i'm an investor i i don't want to try you know get spread thin i just want to invest yeah you know and that's i just decided you know what i don't need it i don't want it uh my two business partners are both brokers so it's like i don't they can do it for me if needed right yeah um but that's me you know, if you are new, I highly suggest and recommend you get it because mm-hmm. you're just going to educate yourself and learn a lot of the things that I already know, right? Yeah. And it can't hurt. Like there's really no downside to it, but I digress. Um, you don't need it. Yeah. That's the main thing. You just, you don't need it, right? Yeah, definitely.
1: So if someone maybe wants to get into wholesaling, do you think that it's something that they could do on the side? Or do you think it's something that if someone's interested that they need to really jump in full-time, it's a full-time thing?
2: You can 100% do this on the side. I know people that do, you know, maybe two or three deals a year. Some people I know do one deal a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and they maybe have two jobs or are stay-at-home mom or... So yes, I mean... The more time and effort you put into anything, the better you're going to get at it and the quicker you're going to get good at it, of course. But uh, this can be done by anybody in any country in the world, Um, from any country in the world, by the way, which is very cool. I mean, this is complete virtual. You don't have to uh, go to the property necessarily. Um, We do. But it doesn't mean that I can't hire somebody in Phoenix if I'm going to start marketing in Phoenix to go look at those houses and take pictures. Mm. I don't need to be there, right? So uh, there's a lot of advantages of the business in the fact that it is very virtual. Um, I forget, what was your exact question? I digressed again here.
1: <laughs> oh, it was just that if you could do it on the side or if- <laughs> Oh you- yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
2: You can do it on the side. Um, we have a lot of students in our coaching program that do it on the side and you know, typically it's going to take them a little bit longer to pick up on it and maybe do their first deal, but that's to be expected. But absolutely to answer your question, you can do it on the side. It doesn't require a whole lot of work. um, If you have a budget for your marketing, if you don't have a budget for your marketing, then you have to allocate time. It's one or the other guys, one or the other. Either you spend money to make your phone ring
1: True. or
2: you ring other people's phones. Again, I try to make it very simple for people. So if you got some money and you're lazy like me, <laughs> Hey, and your phone will just start ringing off the hook, right? Yeah. Otherwise you pick it up, start dialing. You need to yeah. be making those calls and, and we do both. We have cold callers and cold texters and you know, people that answer the phones and all that type of stuff here at our business. Um, but we also, have um, you know direct mail campaigns um, I'm on the radio I have a small radio ad nothing crazy but you know we, we are on the radio and um, we do lots of other types of types of marketing to get our phone to ring yeah awesome
3: so when you go to talk with a motivated seller I'm curious what are some of the things that you do differently than other people in your industry that are making you stand out and make you uh, give you the ability to close more deals than your competitors I
2: think it's I think it just kind of comes down to like maybe one or two things, guys. One or two things. Confidence, mm-hmm. I think, is the main thing, right? Um, when I go and I make an offer on a property, I don't know if I can buy it at that price, right. but but I'm I'm leading with my best foot forward, right? And I and I and I'm very transparent. So I tell people, hey, I think that this is that this, that this will work, and I think we can close it on this time, right? However. I have partners and they're going to have to agree and I'm going to go to work for you to get this deal done and convince them. You don't have to do it. I'll do it for you, right? But things could change, right? So I, I try to lead with transparency. Uh, again, what was the question?
3: Uh, I say, what makes you stand out when you're Oh, speaking? what makes you
2: stand out? Um, yeah. You know, I lead with, with transparency and, um, you know, I just make it very clear to the, to the seller that I do want to buy their house. I think a lot of people... Uh, that are new, they go look at a bunch of properties and they're like, oh, gung ho, but they don't make any offers. Yeah. I would rather make a bunch of offers and not look at any houses. I mean, come on guys. I want to lay in my hammock and drink a beer. <laughs> right. <laughs> right? So, so it's like, I lead with confidence. Like somebody calls and they say, Hey, you know, we're interested in selling. I'm like, great. What's the address? I'm going to come over and look at it right now. Or when can I come? Or, you know, this is basically what I'd be interested in paying in this, in this price range, in this neighborhood type of yeah. thing. Right. I lead with the offer. Um, and I have the best intentions of buying it right then and there, but I don't have a buyer lined up. I mm-hmm. don't have money to buy it, but I'm confident that if I'm transparent with them and tell them that I have to do these other things, that it will give me the amount of time needed to go do those things. Yeah. So I think a lot of people, and I guess your 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 question was, what's my competitive my competitive advantage, right? What's, yeah. yeah. What's the, what is that? And, and it's uh, I just I when people call, I say, hey, you know, I buy a ton of houses. 90 plus last year. I'd yeah. love to buy yours. You don't even need to call anybody else. Mm-hmm. If you want to, that's cool. But I'll buy it if I can come to a good, a good price. Yeah. And if I don't, and I don't have a buyer for it. I'm telling them that, right? I'm not lying though. Right, I have right. those intentions in mind. I'm gonna find somebody that's gonna buy it. And I'm gonna make five, ten, fifteen grand in the middle. But at the end yeah. of the day, you're not gonna care because I'm providing you a crazy level of convenience. Cash Definitely. in your hand in a couple weeks. Come on. Yeah. It doesn't you know? get better than that. And it ain't my cash. Right. But I'm gonna find somebody who does have cash. So who let's just take a, a brief second and pause and talk about that side of it. Because yeah.
1: I was actually just that's, gonna ask.
2: It's a big piece, you know. Like, <laughs> okay, hey, Dave, you're doing this marketing, you know, you can you find these motivated sellers. And then we talked about what that looks like, you know, death, divorce, disease, relocation, lots and lots of reasons, right? Yeah. Children in out. Um, um But the buyer side of it, you you have to be able to sell it. So where do you find those people? What do they look like? Who are they? Well, you're talking to one of them, right? Anybody that's a landlord, you know, is is probably looking to buy more at some point. Anybody that's an investor that does like fix and flips, those are my buyers. Um, Other wholesalers that might have a buyer, I'll partner with them to sell a deal and split it with them just to help the seller sell the house, right? Like... That at the end of the day, the goal isn't to get paid, it's to solve their problem and you're going to get paid handsomely for doing so. Yep. Money comes. Don't make that the goal, right? Um, so where do you find these people? They're people like me. They're people that are looking for deals. So like Craigslist, Facebook Marketplace, Facebook groups, mm-hmm. go into your local Facebook and type in your city space, real estate investing or real estate investor or real estate agent. And there's going to be a group, maybe 10, maybe 20, that has anywhere from 500 to 15,000 people in it. Those are people just like me and you that are interested in seeing what's happening in the marketplace or if anybody has a deal they want to shop, right? So there's so many cash buyers, they're everywhere, but they're essentially just individuals like me and you that are looking to invest. And when I say cash buyer, again, it's cash when it closes. They may have to go get a loan from a hard money lender or a bank so what? Yeah. It's, it'll close, you know, and then the, the seller gets cash. It doesn't, doesn't matter if that money came in via a wire, you know, uh, literal cash, cash, money orders. It's, it's, it's all just, it's the same, right? So, so that's where they're at. They're everywhere. Facebook Marketplace, Facebook Groups, Craigslist. There's this little thing called RIAs, Real Estate Investment Associations, and you can find these on meetup.com. Right, along with a lot of other crazy ass <laughs> shit on there. Right? Sure. Part yeah. pardon my language, <laughs> but go on meetup.com, guys. Type in real estate or R E I A RIA, mm-hmm. and you will find 30 of them. Probably, if you have a decent, if you live in a decent sized city, you'll find 30 of these groups. Yeah, some of them will meet weekly, some of them will meet monthly, some of them will do coffee, some of them will just you know randomly meet online. I mean, but it, it doesn't matter, join them. People like me that are trying to sell my deals go to these events. People like me that are looking for my next rehab or rental, go to these events to find those. I mean, go to where they're at, right? So real estate investment clubs, Facebook groups, Craigslist too. That's where you find these people. You can also buy lists of people that have done cash transactions in your county in the last 6, 12, 18 months. And then you can call those people, email them, send them a letter as well to try to see if they want to join your buyers list and get on your emails. Mm -hmm. Um, Or you can even solicit those same exact people for lending you money. There's so many ways to work this business. Um, But a lot of people just, you know, they want to overanalyze and they say, I need to learn how to do this and this and this. None of that matters without a motivated seller, Caitlin. We have to find Caitlin's, Yeah. right? Absolutely.
1: Oh, I was just going to say, so if someone wants to get started, you said they can make cold calls, but they can also start with marketing. What do you think is the first, so say they only have like a chunk of money and they can't spend a bunch of money on a ton of different marketing channels. Which one do you think is the most effective? If someone's going to start.
2: Great question. So when I started, I did uh, direct mail via postcards and I did bandit signs and I had tremendous success and I still have tremendous success with those two things. We do other things as well. We do cold calling. We do cold texting. We did AdWords for a really long time, but I stopped doing that because it's super expensive. Um, I'm on the radio, um, and we do a lot of skip tracing, which leads to the cold texting, cold calling. So we have a lot of things that we do. Uh, But I think the simplest way to answer that question is it doesn't matter, and here's why. They all work. That's why I do all of them. So to answer your question, I'm going to put it like this. Do not do all of them because you will be terrible at it. Pick one, do that, get really good at it, then do the next thing. Or outsource that to somebody else or hire somebody to do it for you and move on. So there's a couple options, guys. Pick one and go with it. You can do some direct mail. You can cold call for sale by owners on Zillow or Craigslist. You can cold call people that have properties for rent on Craigslist or Zillow and say, hey, I see that you have this for rent. Would you have interest in selling it? I mean, a lot of tired landlords out there that would rather sell, but they just keep renting it because it's a pain in the ass. Um, You can um, drive for dollars. Hmm. Um, I mean, there's so many different things that you can do. You can put bandit signs out. All of them work. So find one of them that you would enjoy doing, learn it, get good at it, and start doing that. That is like the best answer to that question. People overcomplicate it. They think they need to learn how to do them all before they start doing any of them. And that's the wrong answer. Yeah. Right. Don't, it doesn't matter if you know how to do five of them, just do one. Yeah. That's where you start one. And then you go to two, so on and so forth. So yeah, great, great question.
3: What I love about everything you're saying and correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like there's a lot of opportunity for hustle. So for somebody that wants to change their state in life or change their, you know, income on a yearly basis, or they don't like their job or whatever, you can literally get into this no license. You got to learn one thing. Like you just said, do it really well. And then just get out there and start making the connections and meeting the people, making the calls and doing what you have to do to generate business. Is that an accurate way to say that? Absolutely.
2: There's no reason to, there's no reason to reward it any other way than you just did.
3: Awesome. No, I I love that because I mean I think you touched on another really important thing is that, you know, in real estate and marketing and whatever industry it is when it comes to entrepreneurship, people they get so heavy on the analysis and then they never take the first step. They never start their business. They've got this long plan, they've told their dreams to everybody and then they never start. And it's such a it's such an issue in the field. What they have is they have
2: these huge goals and what they don't have is a plan because the first part of any plan is to, is to act, sure. right? Yeah. Like what, what is step number one, let's do that. So they, they have a lot of goals, yeah. but they have a lack of a plan and that's really where it's at. So I'm gonna give you guys a plan right now. If you wanna learn how to start wholesaling real estate, I'll teach you for free. Now I'm gonna, I'm gonna back up. Okay, <laughs> I'm not giving you my cell phone number, but yeah. I have created a free course online. It is basically this entire 300 page book that I wrote that's for sale on Amazon. You can buy it if you want, but you don't have to. I'm not even asking you to. What I would like you to do is go take my free course because it's absolutely 100% free. And it's going to show you what wholesaling is step-by-step, how it works. And it's got the easiest domain to remember. I don't even need to say it 30 times. I'm going to say it once or twice. Freewholesalecourse.com.
3: Easy. <laughs> That's it. It's
2: simple, guys. Go there. Um, take the course, and um, you're going to learn basically what I do and how I do it. And if you want more, reach out to me. Of course, I am here to help. But I have, you know, the course, I think we've had nine or 10,000 people take it. And I've had 30 to 50 people probably reach out to me and say, hey, I got my first deal from your free course. Like, they didn't pay me to coach them. You know, like, so people, you can learn how to do it from that course. It is possible. It's been proven 30 to 50 ish times over the last, you know, three and a half, four years. Yeah. So, um, I love it. I think wholesaling is, is amazing. You don't need any money to do it guys. Mm -hmm. Literally like you can buy a house and put down $10 in earnest money. (laughs) Yeah. That's what we do. Sometimes we bought a house one time. was $700,000 and we sold it for like $770,000 and we put down $10. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. That's so awesome. And you can do it too. All right. It's awesome. So check that out. Um, but that's, I mean, that's it guys. Go, go check that out. You can learn about how we do it and, and how it's done. Definitely. For anybody out there listening, I know I'm, I'm going
3: to go check it out for sure. So anybody else listening, if you're interested in real estate, that's the spot to go right there. You put up a post on your Instagram and I've, I've seen you talk about this before and you've referenced it a few times with saying you're transparent at the very beginning and saying, I don't pay retail. Talk about negotiation and how you've gotten better at it as you've gone on in your career and some of the things that people who aren't as good at negotiating. Can start to do when they get into those situations.
2: It's a great question too. So, I'm not like a super great negotiator. Hmm. Um, I I don't think of myself as like being a sales expert. Hmm. Um, I have confidence. I know what I want. Yeah, and I um, know that I offer a high level of convenience. Oh, okay. So I'm very I'm very aware of what value I'm providing to people, Mm. right? I don't have to buy that house, but I'm willing to, to help you out, right? Right. So when it comes to negotiating and, you know, talking to sellers, my number one goal is to make a friend. There you go. Okay. Number one, make a friend, listen, try to listen more than you talk to these people, at least in the beginning you're they don't you're not there because they want to hear about you or your story you're there because they want to sell a house so make that the the goal right definitely So just make a friend you know let them know that you're there to help them and then you had mentioned transparency i'm very transparent i I tell a lot of sellers listen i bought 90 ish houses last year not saying that to brag but i do that much volume and help that many people because i have so many partners so when I make you an offer to buy this house, I'm assuming we're going to make it work. And I'm assuming the timeframe is going to be what we're going to agree on, but it might not be. I just want yeah. you to know that. Now, I've done 90 in the last year and 500 in the last five, yeah. but th- this is the reality, right? And by doing that, I don't ever have to worry about getting a phone call last minute from one of these cash buyer people on the other side of it, calling and back out. And yeah. then Caitlin says, Dave, you told me you're going to give me 85 grand. <laughs> What in the hell? So I I used to, you know, get those calls all the time where the hair on the back of your neck stands up and you're like, fuck, pardon my language. (laughs) But you're like, man, like I totally told this person I was going to do that and I didn't do that. I am done with those days, guys. No more. I'd rather just be transparent in the beginning. Let them know there is that risk. But also let them know that, you know, I don't get paid unless we buy the deal. And when we buy the deal, we're going to buy it. We're going to fix it up. We're going to rent it or we're going to sell it. But that's what we do. This is my business, how I feed my family, you know? Yeah. Um, so I just go with that approach. It, it, it helps in multiple ways. One, it makes you feel better because you're not telling them something that's not necessarily true. You're telling them the full truth, actually. Number two, if the buyer does back out, you, um, you told them so you don't have to like lose sleep about it. You're like, listen, I'm sorry. I told you, but I'm not going away guys. I, I, I want to help you sell it. I got a bunch of other partners. Give me another week or two. We'll get it done. Yep. Usually they're going to say, I mean, 99 times out of hundred, they're going to say, all right, cool. You told yeah. me, right. I get it. Right. Um, and then number three is when you are overly transparent about it. Uh, and, and one of the ways that I do that is whenever I'm on a call or my team is on a call, you know, we, we, we kind of preference uh, that we are investors and we don't pay retail. Like I, that's like sure. one of the first things I say, like, If I get a call from a leader, I'm calling a lead back. They answer the phone. Caitlin says, hello, let's role play, Caitlin. Caitlin. Oh, hello. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, my name is Dave. I'm calling from House Sold Easy. I was calling about your house over at, you know, 322 Maple Drive. Uh, You had filled out a form on my website or called off of a radio ad or whatever. And I just wanted to reach out and, you know, let you know that we're very interested in buying that house. This is Caitlin, right?
1: Yes, yes, that's great.
2: Awesome. And do I have the address right? You know, 322 Maple. Is that that the right place?
1: Yes, that's correct.
2: Awesome. Well, Caitlin, I just want to say one thing before we begin. I bought a ton of houses in that area recently and I would love to buy this one. I hope, in fact, that I can buy this one. But before we begin, I want to let you know that I am an investor and I do not pay retail because there's, you know, I can't, I can't make money in a business if, I, if that's how I perform. So if you are willing to sell me this property at a slight discount, I am willing to make it as easy as humanly possible for you to work with me. Can we agree that that's, you know, that's kind of my intentions here?
1: Yeah, yeah, that makes perfect sense. It is a business.
2: love it. Tell me a little bit about the property. That's it. That's the that's the role play, right? So I am. I, I just tell them my intentions, but I tell them I can provide them a crazy amount of value. Um, which AKA or another, you know, what is that value? And that is um, ease of use for them. It's convenience, you know? And if they say, no, I don't want to sell at a slight discount or even in some cases a big discount, well, (laughs) then why would I want to give you this crazy amount of convenience? I don't. So I'm going to say, okay, no problem, Caitlin. It was so nice to talk to you. Do you have an agent? Do you need one? You know, I got people on my team that do and are agents. We can help you this way but I don't want to waste a bunch of your time and, you know, more importantly mine, uh, if you're not willing to, you know, to work with me because I don't have to buy your house. And I don't say this, but I'm talking to you guys. Right. You know, know, of the 90 ish houses we bought last year, I didn't need to buy any of them. Not, not, not one. Yeah. Zero. (laughs) But we bought 90 because we were able to offer a crazy high level of convenience and in return, we demanded, we didn't ask, we demanded for a level, for a, for a discount. Yeah. That's kind of where my brand comes in, guys. I have the, the discount property investor podcast yeah. because it all starts with buying at a discount. So that's wholesaling. That's kind of how it works. That's the negotiation side of it. Uh, just make a friend, choose choose transparency. You know, I, 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 somebody that's listening to this call, like could maybe not, e- not even, you know, need to do much more than take my free course and, and start just off that information yeah. right there, you know? Uh, I was going to say, you,
3: you gave the intro phone call away already. So, I, I know that anybody out there listening, you can even get on a cold call now. You're equipped. You're ready yeah. to go. Exactly. So,
2: just, just, I mean, just tell them what's up. Yeah. And if you don't have a lot of experience, tell them that too. Just say, hey, yeah. listen, I'm kind of new to real estate investing, but I have a couple partners and they've, say it like this cause you're not lying, right? You're actually telling them the truth. You say, I have a couple real estate partners and they got me on the hunt to find a rehab or a rental. So I'd love to take a look at yours cause maybe it will fit their criteria. And then you find the person that has the criteria later. Yeah. I love it. So, so you don't even have to be like, Oh, I'm this big shot. Don't even, you know, like fake it till you make it great. I, you know, I, I love that, that strategy, but don't overcommit. Don't lie. Don't right. make. Just tell them that you have, you know, the ability to help them solve their their problem. Selling the property isn't the problem, Caitlin. It's that you inherited the property, or all the other things we talked about earlier. That's the problem. Yeah.
3: What I love about everything you're saying is that. So you are. I know you say like you're not a sales expert and stuff like that, but one thing that you do that a lot of salespeople don't do is recognize their own value. They could tell you if they sat back and thought about it, but it's ingrained in you, you can tell. Your value is that you provide this level of convenience, you're gonna get this property off their hands right away, and you know, you're know you gonna provide this massive level of ease for them. And the fact that you go into every conversation with that in mind, you know that your your value is worth the money that you're making. Absolutely. That's valuable for anybody. I, in- think
2: that, I think that the, the best salespeople in the world, they don't convince. Yeah right they don't convince you that you need it they give you you know instead it's it's i don't know it's hard to explain but yeah i don't ever want somebody to be on the fence right about selling me their house right either you like this deal or this is a pain in my ass and i'm gonna chase you and i don't want to chase you right right so this is the level of convenience and this is the number and I will make it so incredibly convenient that you don't even have to leave your house if you don't want to. We can hire a mobile notary to come to you with the documents. Nice. You know, you, anything you got, anything that they want. I, it, I buy houses sometimes from people that live there and there's no money in it. I'm basically paying off their mortgage and they need $300 for a moving truck to yep. go wherever they're going. Well, I'll give them the 300 bucks, right? Like I'm just solving a problem for these people and, and that's it really that's really it yeah ab- absolutely yeah but then the that's what it comes
3: down to just solving the problem and if you know you're really good at solving that problem you, you know you're worth all the money that you're making so that's but you what don't it have goes. to
2: try to sell somebody when you have a, a product that's got value so here's yeah. the thing yeah. about my product though all right if caitlin just wanted to sell i can't do anything for her other than like offer to help and like you know what I'm saying, <laughs> yeah. but like I can't be the buyer, right? Right? It's it's when you need to sell because because my level of and you said this this right, you know uh, I don't look at it that way very often, but but I don't I shouldn't be offering my, that high level of convenience if you're not willing to trade me for a big discount. If you're only yep. trying to you know sell me the the property at ninety or ninety five cents on the dollar, there's no deal there. Yeah. So no, I I think that that's great. So you don't have to really learn anything necessarily or have any tricks up your sleeve about sales. Just know that like, boom, you know, you want help solving this other underlying problem. Let's focus on that. Yeah. You know, I don't ever, ever have any of that, uh, uh, that of issues with that. Now, one thing that we do have though, is, you know, sometimes we'll have to call and negotiate with people. Um, so one of the best negotiating tactics with, with people after the fact is silence. By all mm-hmm. while. It's 100% silence. You know, tell them, tell them what, what, what the situation is. Be frank with them. Mm-hmm. Um, also, let them know that you warned them that this could happen. And again, these calls are never fun to make. <laughs> sometimes the biggest spreads are made on the back end. You know, yeah. sometimes we'll have a big deal and we'll call and we'll negotiate with the seller and we'll double the deal, you know, just to get it done. We may offer to close. So whenever we're doing that, though, we're giving them, we're not just taking, we're giving them more convenience. So maybe our close was set up for two and a half, three weeks out. But if they'll take 10 grand less, we'll like close it Friday. Okay. How bad do you need this money? Otherwise, yeah. I got to pay this and it's going to be on that time. So it's like, again, we're just solving the underlying problem. And the real yeah. estate is the means for me to do it because I can't just go give people money. Right. I have to have something in exchange right absolutely
3: absolutely that's awesome so I have kind of a selfish question for you and I'm sure you've heard people in your industry talk about it but I've heard Grant Cardone talk about before not buying how how it's smarter to rent rather than buy a house before you have money or something like that I can't remember exactly how he phrases it so I wanted to hear your opinion your logic on it because coming into this with no education or reasoning on any opinion that I would have I'm curious what an expert has to say about that.
2: Great question. So there, there's, there's two schools of thought, and he's not right or wrong. Mm-hmm. He plays it because it's controversial. So I'll give him right. that. Yeah. I like Grant, read all of his books, all that stuff, you know. So here's the deal in a lot of markets in the United States and worldwide, it doesn't make sense, right? And in, in, in most markets, it does make sense. Now, one thing that isn't mentioned in that is that owning a home. Is uh, one of the best ways to build your credit. So there's lots of ancillary benefits that come off of ownership. Um, also, um, the tax the tax benefits of owning real estate are, are often overlooked when, when when you're talking about that. But you know, if you're paying four hundred grand for you know for um, a property, and that property rents for two thousand a month you know, or that's, or that's, you know, what you could rent it out for in your mortgage is more than that. It doesn't make sense as an investment. Right. probably doesn't make sense to buy it. Like look at it as an investment, right? If yeah. you could rent it and you didn't live there, would it, would you get more for it than mm. what you pay the mortgage? Well, then it's probably a good thing, right? Um, to me, I just don't like having a landlord either. Like oh, right. <laughs> also like overlooked, like like you, yeah, if you live in a, in a high rise and you got a door guy, your landlord's probably pretty easy to work with. But if you don't like most people, yeah. right? Like your landlord may be a dick. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm just saying. So to me, like answering to the bank is easier because it's just done through the mail. Right. An answer into a human. So I don't know. I always prefer to buy, but I live yeah. in St. Louis, Missouri. If I lived in the yeah. middle of New York or Chicago or Miami or LA or you know wherever, it wouldn't probably make sense. I'd probably rent and put my money into investments. Uh, last thing about that, because I can talk for days, <laughs> is a lot of people that are listening to him say that mm. don't have any investments. Right. So he's basically indirectly... Encouraging them to continue to have no investments. If you have no investments, (laughs) buying a house is at least a start to investing. All right. Also overlooked. So the majority, I don't know, I'd go as far as saying 98% of people that are hearing that message that don't already own a house, right? Don't have any other investments. So, you know, it's like start somewhere. So I think I kind of disagree more. With what yeah. he's saying, however, he there are truths in there. Sure.
3: Yeah, I mean, you're the, actually the first person I've ever heard. Usually, people take a really hard stance on either side that I've heard can't, of it. But you, know, yeah. you yeah, can't do
2: that. You can't do that on anything in life, guys. You have to see both sides of the situation always. I amen. am never absolute about anything. Oh, you know, I'm always 99% because I know – that I'm probably wrong half the time, right? <laughs> yeah. Or yep. could be, yep. but I'm only seeing out of these two eyes. Like, put yourself yep. in other people's shoes and do it as much as you possibly can. And when you start doing that, you'll see your value and your worth, yep. like you had mentioned earlier, but more importantly, you'll see how you can help them and how you can work with them, or maybe you can't. And if you can't, then move on, right? It's it's Yeah, I love that.
3: Yeah. I love that you say that, because when I was younger, I was so... I was so like hard one way, hard the other way. And then I realized, like you said, I realized how wrong I was on so many things. I'm like, man, I'm just going to start playing in the middle and looking at it from both sides. That
2: way I don't look stupid anymore. (laughs) Yeah, you got to see both sides. You got to position yourself to at least, you know, take a minute to understand, you know, somebody else's motives and their means. And their feelings too, you know, this is really at the end of the day, we're in the people business, no matter what business you're in. So emotions come into play too. So, you know, all those things are, are factors, but um, yeah, absolutely. All
1: right. So we always end the podcast with the same question. So the question is, if you could do one thing for others, money, logistics aside, what would you do?
2: I would, I would offer them free education on how to learn how to wholesale real estate and I've done it already. So boom, so doing success. it. Yep. <laughs> right. So A if lot. you guys want to learn, I'm going to drop it one more time. I'm not trying to spam you guys with my links, but I will teach you how to wholesale real estate for free at free course.com. Nice.
1: And um, our other question is just to provide your Facebook, your Instagram, your website, anything that you want to plug that you want people.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So if you guys want to learn about real estate investing and you like podcasts, we have one of those discount property investors, the name of that Um, Facebook, just David Dodge. And then uh, I have an Instagram, which is my full name. It's David Allen Dodge. Um, The podcast is, of course, Discount Property Investor. The website for that is DPI. We've abbreviated it, dpipodcast.com. Check that out as well. Uh, We transcribe all of our episodes and put them on YouTube too. So it's like, if you want to listen, if you want to watch, if you want to read, all of it's available. Um, We do the podcast to help people. Uh, We talk about the lessons that we learn every day by screwing up. Yeah, there Some of the go. episodes, are, I mean, not all the episodes are cheerful. Some of them are like, damn <laughs> it, you know, but you can learn from that. Um, and I'm just really passionate about teaching people. So I also have a book, the Ultimate, Guide to, uh, to, the Ultimate Guide to Wholesaling Real Estate. It's on Amazon, Audible and Kindle. So again, I try to get it out. So whatever means works for you. Um, and I'd love for you guys to reach out to me. So if you hear me on this podcast, you know, go on social media and send me a message And I love chatting with people online all the time. Absolutely.
1: Great. I'll link all that in the show notes so people can just click it and get a hold of you.
3: (laughs) Awesome. Thank Thank you,
2: man. Thank you so much for coming on. Hey, no problem, guys. I appreciate you guys having me. I'm grateful for your time and uh, we'll have to do it again soon.
3: Absolutely. All right. (laughs) Awesome. Thanks, man. Appreciate it.
2: Now let's go build some wealth!